This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Before we actually get the show started, I want to ask uh, for your prayers and your good thoughts, your smiles. Uh, The person who is in charge of the Blaze Radio Network and also who is in charge of well, Glenn Beck Radio. He oversees uh, the Glenn Beck Radio program, hosts uh, syndication, radio hosts, and also uh, oversees uh, the Blaze Radio Network, Dom Theodore. He and his wife were in an automobile accident last night, and he is right now in the hospital, and has gone through one surgery and they're looking to possibly have at least one other surgery. His wife, Jen, survived the crash and did not have to stay overnight in the hospital. Her injuries were as minor as an automobile accident injuries could be. They were in a, it was a head-on collision uh, last night. They were not under the influence. I don't know about the person that hit them. It's very possible. I don't know the details on that yet. But just know that we here at the Blaze Radio Network, Dom and Jen, we love you. We'll be praying for you. And as soon as we know anything else, 
we will update you. Uh, just those of you that listen to the network, I'm sure have heard his name before. And those of you who have anything to do inside the business of radio know who Dom Theodore is. Now, Dom and I have worked together for, I don't know how many years. Um, when, one of the first... One of the first times we worked together, we realized that years before, we both worked at the same radio station uh, where I got my start and where he got his start, in the swinging town of Saginaw, Michigan, uh, McDonald Broadcasting, WSAM, home of the gears. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to let you know that uh, it was a, anytime your phone rings, at one o'clock in the morning, and you look at it and go, that person is probably just butt dialing me. And so you let it go to voicemail and it immediately calls back, you know there's an issue. And it's never easy to get those calls, but we're very happy that they both survived and that the recovery process hopefully will not be very long. So just Say a prayer for the Theodores and their family. Um, I wasn't aware that their son was in the car with them, so uh, I'm guessing what I was told last night was it was just those two. So the son is, I'm guessing, fine. As fine as a child could be after their parents are in a wreck. So just say a prayer for them, and we'll keep you updated here on the Blaze Radio Network uh, for the Theodores. And... uh, That's it. I hate starting the Jeff Fisher show that way. Um, Because this isn't what I like to do on Saturday, that's for sure. Uh, So we'll transition to time change weekend. We'll transition to that since it gives me, we lose an hour. So I lose an hour of having to pray for the Theodores. How about that? Is that good? That's the only thing good about it I can think of. Why are we still having time change? What the hell? Come on now. And then there's stories everywhere. You know, of course, every news, every news operation, we've got to do stories on time change weekend. We've got to do stories on time change weekend. Is there a doctor or or a nurse or someone we can talk to about? Is there, does stuff happen on the weekends? Boy, yes, more people have heart attacks and more people. If you have a heart attack this weekend, you probably were going to have a heart attack, whether it was time change weekend or not. That's just a guess on my part. Just a guess on my part. And remember, you can't change it before 2 a.m. Okay? The time change is Sunday at 2 a.m. Your clocks cannot change before then. And actually, in today's world, how many clocks do you actually have that you have to change? Not very darn many. Not very darn many. What? Uh, the coffee maker? The microwave? That's about it. You've got, uh, oh, wait, you've got Grandma and Grandpa's clock that you've had for 100 years in the closet. Make sure you change that. Make sure you put a new battery in that. And, and now's as good a time as any to put new batteries in those smoke alarms. That's a good time. We'll get a, re- we'll get a report on that in a few minutes. Might as well change those AC filters while you're at it. And, uh, hey, if you're going to take the car in, rotate the tires. Speak. Oh, 
And I have a car story for you today that is absolutely agonizing, and I have a dilemma, and I need your help. Okay. I might as well. I mean, I might as well do it now. Okay. I mean, I've got all kinds of stuff to get to today, and uh, I might as well get to that. So I bought a car a couple days ago. All right. It's leather seats, oak dashboard, and armrests. Velour center arm and drink rests. All digital reading and dash for speed, you know, for the the dashboard with how much gas. It's all digital. Remote start. I don't even need a key. Onboard satellite. Private separate phone. I can use as a cell or a sat phone. DVD, internet playback. Flash drive playback capabilities. It's made by a company that goes by the name of uh, Rolls-Royce. Now, the one that I actually purchased may look a little different than that. What I see is what I just explained to you, but that's not really the car that it is. <laughs> so I needed a new car, right? I mean, I've driven, I've driven the old car right into the ground. And it got to the point where to pass the inspection, yes, that's right, the state of Texas has an automobile inspection. Well, I know, no state income tax, though. But you can't cross the road without dropping money into a can. Oh, no, Texas is great. I'm just, I don't mind living in Texas, but get over the whole no state income tax thing. I mean, they they write millions of dollars worth of automobile tickets every year, plus you have to have it inspected, plus you have to pay tolls on 80% of the road. Trust me, there's an income tax. That having been said. Okay, so a one-owner car. Uh, they did a lot of work to it. Um, you know, it, it was used. We found it. We found, my wife found it uh, on, on one of the banks that we deal with on their site. It was, it was traded in. And so we go look at it. Beautiful, perfect. I mean, it's a good price, a fair price for it. Uh, in good shape, it looks like looks like the uh, the rear seats, the rear passenger seats, and the passenger side front seat was barely sat in. I mean, the only seat that was used was where this overweight person sat, more than me in the driver's seat. And trust me when I tell you, you can. I know. I just trust me when I tell you, I know. But that's okay. I'm all right with that. It's got you know. I can. I can juice it up a little bit with the electric seat up a little bit. We're good. If I have to, I'll put an extra spring in. All right. But, but, so I get it. I drive away. As I'm driving home, I hear this annoying noise underneath the dash, uh, the front dash. I've never heard it. I've never heard it in a car like before. So I'm not, I don't know what it is. And I'm not a car guy, but I mean, driven, I've driven cars all my life. I've been driving since I was you know, 12 years old. I've been driving tractors and lawnmowers and cars and everything. I know, I know what an engine sounds like when it's not working properly. So there's this noise, and it doesn't, I don't think it's the engine. It's, it's kind of, you know, when you're driving, you hear it. It's like in the, it's in the front of the steering wheel and the dash. It, may be up, it might be up underneath the, the hood, just up underneath the dash. I'm not sure what it is. It's just kind of this rubbing noise. Now, I bought it used. I'm sorry, pre-owned. 
And so, you know, the deal, it's as is. I got it. All right, I got it. It's as is. But they give you a list of all the work they did on it because, you know, that's what they do. They take trade it in, they work on it, they sell it. That's the business they're in. And so when it's, you know, not under warranty anymore, they, you know, the all every auto dealership, well, you can purchase our automobile long-term extension plan to take care of it for $800,000 a year, but you'll never have to change a tire again. Oh, okay. So, I take it back, and I say, hey, here's this noise. What is it? The guy that sold it to me, Larry, Gets in and was, and drives me around the corner. He's like, oh, that's a new one to me. Never heard that one before. Yeah, me either. That's why I brought it back. So he drops me. I said, just drop me off up front in the lobby. I'll work. I got my laptop. I'll work. Go, you know, take it back and let's, you know, find out what it is and get it done. So I'm just setting up in my little front lobby auto dealership space. Logged into Wi-Fi. I'm ready to work. Around the corner, hey, Joe, uh, and he tosses me the keys. He's got a post-it note in his hand, and he says, yeah, um, listen, uh, it's uh, it's not a safety issue, so they're not going to fix it. Okay, well, what is it? He looks down at the post-it note, and, and I think i got to remember what the heck it's called now. It's like an intermediate drive shaft coupler. That's worn out. Okay, so that's the noise that I'm hearing. It's the intermediate drive shaft coupler. I think that I think that's what it is. Now I don't. I mean, I got I got to go back and look at the paperwork. But so it's not a safety. And I laughed. <laughs> I just like whatever, dude. How long is it going to take to fix it? Seriously, you know, you're killing me. So it's on the drive shaft. It's not a safety issue. Oh no, seriously, I, I tried, but. Uh, He's got it written down on the post note. This is what it costs for the part, and this is what it costs for labor. We can fix it for you. You can get it in here on Tuesday. Uh, no. Uh, so here's my dilemma. I have five days. As is, I have five days to decide whether I want it or not. Right After, Before five days, I can pull. I'm presumably under law being able to roll it back into the uh, auto nation. I mean, the automobile dealership. That I purchased the car from, and say I don't want it. Deals off and walk away, right? So do I do that and dare them to say, "Well, you know, fix this," or you know, I'm walking away. Now I got to be ready to walk away because they might say we're not going to, no, we're not going to fix it, and you know, I got to be ready to walk away. And I like the rolls, you know, I like the car that's, you know, looks like a rolls to me. And so that's my dilemma. Do I test it? Do I dare them? I got to be willing to walk away. I got to be willing to walk to work for the next week. Or I'm not going to walk to work. I trust me. I'll spend a million dollars on Uber before I walk to work. I promised you that. Or do I just live with it? And then the, the guy, he told me it's not a safety issue. Hey, it's just the annoying sound, and you know. So the next next time I take it in somewhere, I'll get it fixed. Not by them. I won't get another dime. So that's my dilemma. 
I need your help. 888-900-3393. What do I do? Do I dare him? Because I'm close, man. <laughs> I, I was close when he told me yesterday. I almost handed him the keys. I'll call my wife. Come pick me up. You take it. You're not going to fix this thing. And it's not It's not about the money. Look, it's like 100, 150 bucks, something like that. Okay, It's not about the money. It's about that you sold me a car. And now it's got the intermediate drive shaft coupler that's worn and it's making a you know a, a noise now, come on i i love the rolls it drives great it's it handles great it looks great i mean who else has oak dash <laughs> right do you have a satellite phone in your car no i didn't think so okay so i that's my dilemma i i'm i'm torn i'm torn to what to do so, you know, do I take it back to the car dealership auto nation? I mean, just the car dealership, one of the franchises of auto nation. We won't fix a $150 issue because it's as is used. Just you know, brand new, fresh off the lot, brand new, fresh off the lot used car. It's not a safety issue. Okay. But it's on the drive shaft. Isn't that? Oh no, no, no it's just it's just a, a sort of intermediate coupler. It's fine. It's just worn down, and uh, you just need a new intermediate coupler. It will put it on. I just spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars minus a few thousand for your new Rolls. Fix it. I bet you Rolls Royce would fix it. Yeah, but if I was looking at an actual Rolls Royce, they would fix it. So I want to know. I seriously, I want to. I, I need your help because I'm. I'm. I don't know whether I walk away or not. I got to dare them. I'm. I'm close to wanting to dare them to see if they'll actually fix it, just to keep the sale. And if not, just walk away. You're listening to the Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 the Jeff Fisher Show. All right, welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. A couple of um, couple of answers uh, on my Twitter account. Uh, take it back. <laughs> Take it back on the auto. Uh, dare them. 
uh, take it back. And one person reminds me that they have 17 watches to set as uh, we head into the time change weekend. It's going to be a long morning when you're going to have to set the alarm clock. Uh, set your alarm clock for 2 a.m. so you can get up and set all your watches to 3 a.m. at 2 a.m. to follow the law. Right? Make sure it's right. Because if the police break in Sunday morning at 4 and you haven't done your watches, you're arrested. You're done. It's over. See, I want to dare. I want to Let's go back to the car. I'm a little frustrated. All right, it's not a lemon yet, but it's just frustrating, right? I mean, I like it. I like the fact that I like the fact that I got a great price on a Rolls Royce, or you know what looks like a Rolls to me. I like that. But see, if I was if I was me talking to you, I would say, "Dare him, bring it back." What are you, gutless? Now you talking to me makes me feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I have the guts to do that. Because if they say they're not going to fix it, then I got to walk away. Got to be ready to walk. Right? And I don't know that I am. I mean, I'm 802 pounds. I got a bad knee. I got a bad shoulder. I don't want to walk. I don't want to walk. I don't want to spend a million dollars on Uber either. So, so, I'm just, you know what, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll think about it, I'll think about it and see if I can dare AutoNation, I mean the auto dealer, to This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. I'm reminded on my Facebook page, uh, at Jeffy MRA, that uh, I might as well keep the automobile, even though it has an annoying noise. I mean, I keep the wife around. Now, I w- oh, that is not funny. That is not funny at all, because your wife might be an annoying noise, but mine most definitely is not. However, you ever think about getting rid of your spouse? And by that, I don't mean divorce. I mean, making them disappear. And, you know, obviously we see it all the time with, you know, husband and wives killing each other, right? And that's in-your-face murder. We know it is, right? And they go, to, they go to, they try to get out of it, obviously. But, I mean, that's obvious violence, spouse hate, all that kind of stuff. However, there was a man, Daniel Belling, his wife, his two children, set off on an 11-hour tour Mediterranean cruise. Family boarded the luxury Magnifica cruise ship in Italy. Records show that Lee, who went by the name Angie, okay, her name is Lee Yingle, but she went by Angie. <laughs> okay, thank you. Reboarded the ship on the 10th after it docked in. After that, there's no record of the 36-year-old, uh, nor any record of Belling alerting anyone to the fact that his wife had seemingly vanished. So his plan, go on the cruise, hang out, 
bored, de-bored, bored, off the edge, and then get back on and the ship was, we're, hey, we're, um, we're missing one. <laughs> the cruise count of passengers exiting the ship at the cruise's culmination returned one person less than expected. So we just push her over. Have a nice day. Just pretend that your mom was never here. Just pretend that your mom was never here. Now, he just grabbed the kids, went to the airport, was ready to board the plane. He had four tickets, only used three. Don't worry about it, kids. Just pretend that your mom went away. He claims that, hey, look, I'm not alarmed. I'm not alarmed that the wife went missing on a vacation cruise. No, I mean, she, look, she previously has left family vacations before. Go on vacations and, you know, Lee, I mean, Angie, who goes by Angie, disappeared all the time. It's happened before. I, I I wasn't worried about it. I was just. Just heading home, taking the kids, figured she'd be show up sooner or later. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, no. Uh, she, he's in jail in Italy right now. They're trying to make the case. Now, they do have a report from a shop owner uh, in one of the cities that they, were, that they had stopped in uh, on the cruise. And the shop owner recalled seeing the couple on the 10th, the day before uh, she went missing, and describes Belling as, Handing his wife sneakers and saying, "Put these on, put these on instead of your sandals, and shut up." <laughs> I really could be any marriage, okay? Seriously, come on now. I mean, you're on a cruise and she's probably whining about her feet hurting and didn't want to walk that much, and he just throws some tennis shoes down. So put these on. Get out of the sandals and shut up. Sick of hearing about your feet. I mean, that's possible, right? Right. So, anyway, she's still, uh, we don't know what happened to, to Lee, Angie, but uh, that's one way. That's uh, kind, of kind of a sneaky little plan. You buy the tickets, you fly in, you take the cruise, you go off, you do a little shopping, you can't take the whining about the stupid flip-flops, put the tennis shoes on and shut up. You have the kids who you've convinced that mom... Lee, Angie is annoying. I don't know where your mom is. She just just, she just went away. You know how she is. Remember that last vacation? Remember the other vacations she left? Remember? Yeah, Dad. Sure do. Mom loved us. And she'll show up again. Really, Dad. And so then you just get rid of her. And you, and you leave. They walk off the boat. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a ship. It's not a boat. Walk off the ship. All right, kids, let's go. Oh, where's mom? Mom will show up. You Remember the other vacations where she just left? That's what happened here, too. My dad, we were in the middle of the ocean on a cruise. I know. She loved to swim, that Lee, Angie. I mean, come on. Come on. So you got to do better than that, right? You got to find a way to... You got to find a way to have the crew not miscount. Right? Well, actually, the crew you got to you got to have the crew miscount because they didn't miscount. 
See, they did say, uh, we're down ahead. <laughs> Where'd she go? I don't know. I don't know. She has a habit of leaving on vacations and just taking off. She shows up again. I was just taking the kids back home. I mean, it wasn't my fault that she decided to swim back home from the middle of the ocean. And I said, go ahead. Um, so you got to find a way to have the crew count a head that's not there, right? So I don't know what you do. What do you, I mean, you have, do you have like a fake head or something that you carry with you off the boat? <laughs> right? <laughs> a mannequin head that you kind of hold around your arm with the suitcases? Say something, honey. She's sick. Just keep going. So they count the head, right? Daddy, that's not mommy. Shut up. I mean, that's good for him for trying, right? No, not good for him at all for trying to kill him. <laughs> so you got to try. Listen, you got to come up with better than that. You have to, right? I mean, you have to. All right, so we have news. Uh, last week was big news, and there's people were on the search for Richard Simmons. It's been a story for quite a while. Now, you know, Richard Simmons hasn't been seen for 800 years now. They don't know where he is. And it has been a long time. It's been over like three years, right? It's been three years, something like that. It's been quite some time. So anyway, there was a big story. Uh, on February 14th, 2015, February 15th, 2014. That's the date. Yeah, that's right. I got to read that. You know, Jeff, if you could read, it would be helpful. February 15th, 2014, the fitness guru disappeared from public eye. All right? So where is he? Now, Richard is a big media hog, right? I mean, he's everywhere. And I don't know if you ever met him, but he is a character, uh, a real character. And man, he, makes you, he makes me laugh. It's funny. Funny, but when he is on fire, man, he is jumping around in those little shorts of his, and sitting on people's laps and bouncing up and down. It's like, dude, <laughs> dancing to the oldies, man. Calm down, okay? So he's been missing since February fifteenth, two thousand fourteen, and that's a long time for a guy that's in the media, right? I mean, nobody knows where. I mean, you'd think you'd see him. I mean, TMZ follows people out of a bar. A guy walks out of a bathroom. Hey, what are you doing? How do you feel about your new movie? So they haven't seen Richard Simmons in, since 2014. I got to remember, I got to have that right in my head. I want to say February 14th, bad. So there's a podcast, uh, Missing Richard Simmons, uh, from this Dan Terbaski, uh, Taberski, uh, Daily Show producer. Boy, he's funny. There was uh, like 18 million Daily Show producers. I'll never, yeah, I'll never forget that when he won that when he won his Emmys and stuff, and he brought the show up. Got like eighteen thousand writers. Of course, it was funny. It's a thirty-minute show, once a week or two, twice a week, whenever the hell his damn show was on. Once or twice a week, thirty minutes. He's got eighteen million writers. Of course, it was funny, and it wasn't that funny. We play a video. We tell a joke. We use a cuss word. <laughs> Boy, we needed eighteen thousand writers for that, huh? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I digress. So, Missing Richard Simmons has been up on the podcast, and it's been huge. And people have been, you know, it's been running stories on it. And there was a big story uh, last week on it. Like, it's been, you know, since 2014. 
February 15th, uh, that he's been missing. And so it's now reported. And the, it's now now reported that he's not missing. Wait, what? I thought the podcast said that his housekeeper was holding him hostage or that he had ballooned up. You know, some of them you believe, right? You believe anything now. Anything's possible in today's world because we've been hoodwinked so many times on stories. You go, oh, that can't be real, and then it is. So it's possible that Richard, you know, had knee surgery and then ballooned out back up to 800 pounds, doesn't want to see anybody, can't wear the hair implants are going, falling out of his head. He's bald, he's popping around, he's putzing around, and he's just this fat old Richard Simmons bucking around like a slug in his house. Of course he doesn't want to go out. But you know if that was if that was actually possible, I mean TMZ would have a shot, right? I mean, you got to believe. You got to believe there's come on now. There's cameramen everywhere. Right? The paparazzi are everywhere. You're not telling me there's not a guy positioned around Richard Simmons' house with a lens that can shoot through concrete. Right? We haven't seen him. So now they think that uh, Teresa Ravellis is holding the aerobics instructor. That's what Richard Simmons is, an aerobics instructor? Shut up. Washington Post. At his home against his will, there was something about this housekeeper holding him hostage and not allowing people to see him and preventing him from making phone calls. (laughs) Not true. Not true. Everything is fine. Don't worry about it. Because last year, he called into the Today Show. Uh, again, he called in, right? He doesn't show up. Richard, Richard Simmons, the guy that's sitting on everybody's lap. He's bouncing up and down. He's got his little black tennies on. He's got his little red-orange shorts. He's got his little T-shirt on. He's got his hair plugs on. He's bouncing around. Don't be fat. Exercise. That guy, he's going to call in, but he does. No one is holding me in my house as a hostage, he said on the call. You know I do what I want to do as I have always done. So people should sort of just believe what I have to say because I'm like Richard Simmons. <laughs> we have to find that audio because I want to hear. See if, seriously, see if we can find that audio because I want to hear what he sounds like. See if he sounds like he had, you know, a housekeeper to his head. When asked about having the rumor of having his housekeeper having him under arrest, Simmons responded, that's just very silly. Teresa Ravels has been with me for 30 years. It's almost like we're a married couple. Maybe to her. <laughs> right? Maybe she's like, uh, no. So I just wanted to sort out a little bit of, she's, I sort of wanted to be a little bit of a loner for a while, he told Savannah Guthrie. You know, I had hurt my knee, Savannah, and I had some problems with it. And then the other knee started giving me trouble because I've taught like thousands and thousands of classes. You know, right now, I just want to sort of take care of me. Well, that's what he said on the Today Show. (laughs) So he called into the Today Show. Come on. He calls in. Hello, this is Richard Simmons. I'd like to speak to Savannah Guthrie, please. How do you call into the Today Show? You go through the switchboard? I walked by that stupid NBC building in New York and the ABC, Good Morning America, 
I was the mayor of Good Morning America on Foursquare when I was working in New York, by the way. Uh, he walked by there every morning with the crowd standing out there with their stupid little signs and everything. You call in. You can't even walk by without a guard going. Keep moving. You don't have a sign. You're not clapping for the show. Keep moving. So a police officer, a Los Angeles police officer, uh, has reported that the police department recently visited Richard Simmons' house on a welfare check. And isn't that special that they did that? I mean, that's nice of the Los Angeles Police Department. Uh, on a welfare check, uh, after you know, after all the rumors about the housekeeper holding him hostage, the police officer claims they found him perfectly fine, very happy. Okay. And that's all they said. We found him perfectly fine and perfectly happy. I'm sorry, very happy. Thank you. I mean, did he, did he, did you see him? Or was he in the other? I am fine. <laughs> Nobody is holding me hostage. I am fine. Have we found the audio to today's show? Come on, today's show. NBC has not have blocked that. Come on now. We have, there has to be audio of the Richard Simmons call. Has to be. Look, I'm going to take a break. We're going to find this Richard Simmons audio because. Oh my God, I'm going to have to do it myself. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Fisher. So we found the audio of Richard Simmons on the Today Show last year saying he was not a hostage. And for all the people that are worrying about me, I want to tell them that I love them with my whole heart and soul. And that not to worry, Richard's fine. I am not being held hostage. Everything is fine. Really. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> okay, so most of the time you'd think on radio, hey, they're in a break. Nothing said. But no. Today, there's no off switch on genius. I have come up with a tremendous genius plan that I'm going to be I'm going to be designing new clothes. Okay, it's going to be the Jeffy design. I mean, in 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 a very short period of time, you are going to be hearing, "Are you wearing a Jeffy?" And I'm going to tell you about that in mere moments. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for uh, coming along for the ride today. 
All right, so it was big, the big woman's day, right? The, we're, oh, yay, day without a woman, day without a woman, yay. Okay, well, here, uh, here's an idea. Uh, I, I don't necessarily want to have a day without a woman, first of all. Um, I, I'm okay with uh, women being in my life. Um, I, I'm a fan, actually. More of a fan when they don't speak. But I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I like women. Okay? I like them. And, and good for them. Right? I mean, uh, I love them. And yeah, yes, we need women. I got it. And you don't get paid. There's no wage gap. Okay? There's no wage gap. I know you want to pretend that there is, but there isn't. It's okay. There isn't. Now, what there is is a lot of women wanting us to, you know, pretend that they're so much better than us. How did the uh, how the old women's day go? Did it uh, did it go good? Was it okay? Was it all right? Did we uh, did we have a big parade? Did we all bow down and say, "Boy, today sucked. There was no women out there." Oh, um, nope. <laughs> That's not what happened at all. Um, in fact, what happened was you pissed people off. All right. Those of you that decided we're important, we're going to shut down schools, you left other women hanging. You left family members hanging that had, I don't know, jobs that they needed to go to to be productive in the world. So they had daycare and school that their children were going to. Their schedules were all uprooted because of you. Oh, that's what you wanted. That's right. You wanted to realize how important you were. Um. Let's see, what else happened on the Women's Day strike without a woman that took place all over the world? Oh, nothing. Um, A day without an immigrant day actually affected more people. I mean, restaurants closed and pissed more people off on that day. And it affected me, most importantly, which pissed me off. But we won't get (laughs) it. And I now can't go to that restaurant anymore. Very disappointing. But uh, the headline that I like the best is Why Day Without Women Strike Failed. <laughs> biggest Victim Contest. That's what it is, right? It's the Biggest Victim Contest. So then I see a story, and I, I know it's I know it's a I know it's a clickbait story. I got it. And you know, you got me. You got me. I, I know. And, and what Website it is, oh, BuzzFeed. And so, you got me. I'm hooked. Plus size women break fashion rules for a week. Okay, I'm looking. You got me. I mean, you can't, you can't, I can't stop. It's like, you know, it's like the line, boy, you wouldn't want to see that naked. Yeah, I would. Eh, I mean, at least once, right? I'm going to look. It's like an accident. You don't want to see it, but hey, you're going to look. You're going to look. So they get three plus-sized women that are going to dress like fashion plate women in France, in Paris. It's fashion week in Paris for fat girls. And they apparently they're not really sure how to dress anyway. So now they've got they're going to do this to make us try to feel bad that we've been fat shaming them. 
And this is their plan. These are my legs. They exist. Look at them. No. After one time, no. So this week, we are going to be breaking plus-size fashion rules. We are trying on clothes that society has told us we shouldn't wear. No, they haven't. A long time ago, someone assembled a list of rules that bind all plus-size women. And if we just abide by them, people won't be mean to us. (laughs) But that isn't true. People are mean to us anyway. Oh, are they? Don't wear stripes. You can't wear crop tops if you're this That's being mean to you? No strapless dresses. Not wearing white after Labor Day. We're supposed to be dressed in a way that's flattering, and so all these rules are supposed to make us look flattering. I hate the word flattering so much that I would rather wear a steel tampon than hear this word again. Yeah, I honestly think like a whole bunch of small white people in Europe made up fashion rules, and now we're supposed to go by it. So this week, every day, we'll be having a new fashion challenge. I'm going to push myself extra and to really like just full-on show my body. I think it's actually going to be like a little harder in practice because as much as I know in my heart that these rules are nonsense, they still govern the world around us. Each day is going to be very different. One day I'll probably be loving life and the next day I'll probably be hating it. So basically I'll be like my 13-year-old self. This is the week that I'm going to conquer these fashion rules. Oh, goody. Oh, goody, goody, goody. I can't wait. Now, I will say that it was kind of, you know, kind of cute to see the plus size women, you know, go through their their little hassles, and they're you know they're pretty big women, Sheridan, Kristen, and Jasmine, and I think it's is it Sheridan? No, it might be Jasmine. Jasmine is the one that's uh, I mean, she's like six foot two, size thirteen shoe, looks like me. Mm. Uh, the only difference between Jasmine and me is that Jasmine has a couple of piercings, one through the nose and one through the lip, which is really, really good looking. I'm thinking about doing it because it takes your eyes away from the fat to the piercings on the face. And it's a good look. It really is. So anyway, day one, day one of the plus size challenge. Whoa. All right. Crop top and high waisted pant outfits. Apparently, I lost a lot of weight, or at least it no, looks you like you lost a lot ahead, of weight. Which is that. like, what? So basically, like all of me was covered except for like a little strip around the middle. It was like my Achilles stomach, basically. Definitely like confidence boots. She's kind of fun. Has this been giving you anxiety all day? Uh, yeah. Yep. So the crop top and high waisted pants day wasn't supposed to be that hard for me because I wear that often. So Do I wore you? very tight high waisted pants and I was not for it. I'm sure it's one of those things that like I'm self conscious about, but no one else will say anything Bingo. or notice. I just set oh, myself up here. I'm trying to be positive, but it's not working. Trust I have me, no idea why we did crop tops and high waisted <laughs> pants on the first day. But nobody says anything. Like, Hi, welcome to hell. Here is my stomach. Right? I mean, uh, everybody notices. How can you, you can't not notice. Did you see that fat girl with her stomach hanging out? No, I missed it. Of course you saw it. But you don't say, I mean, being mean to me. Stop it. Who is me? Hey, fatty. Why'd you cover that thing up? Nobody says that. No one. Have you ever heard that? And if you tell me you've heard it before, I'm gonna. You and I are gonna fight because I just I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Now it's kind of a cool little thing. I mean, I got it. Look, 
My God, Glenn Beck is rubbing off on me. I want to feel, you know, I'm not. I don't feel sorry for him, but I get it. I do. Look, look, I'm 800 pounds. I know. I know. I'm not wearing a crop top. Okay, I'm not doing it. Unless it's for the show, but I'm not doing it. I, you know, I don't want my belly out there. And trust me when I tell you. On a side note, I'm going to stop for the plus size women for just a little bit. On a side note, um, we talked a little bit about this on Pat and Stu the other day. Uh, someone sent Stu and myself uh, a video of an old bit that we did uh, and tagged us on Twitter, and we both were, how shall we say, less plus side. Less overweight than we are now. I mean, I about burned my phone. I swear to you, I, I about burned my phone. So I am back on my. I mean, I've lost about fifteen pounds. It's like a bucket of water out of the ocean. I know, I got it, but I am not. I couldn't take it. I looked at that picture. It was like that is that can't be. So I mean, when I went on my you know simple to lose thing, I lost about one hundred ten pounds, and now I've gained about seventy five. 80 back, uh, it's not, I mean, I got it. It's, it's a lifestyle change, simple to lose. But I'm, I'm back with simple to lose. They are not an advertiser on this program. But I, I'm, no. That video, whoever sent that video, damn you. All right, I hope you burn in plus size hell. Oh, I was just trying to help, Jeff. I didn't even think about it. It was just a funny bit. Damn you. Okay. Day two. Day two is short shorts. Woof. Here's why shorts are dumb. Number Woof. one, they're pants, but ah. they don't fulfill their whole obligation. All right, stop for just a second. She's kind of funny. I like her. What's, what's her name? Is that Chris? I think that's Kristen. She's funny. She actually is funny. Now, the reason that she's funny is because she dresses like crap. Her regular dress is like crappy. She, I mean, stop it. Some of the stuff you wore this week, Christian, didn't look bad. The stuff that you were wearing prior to this week, wow. Okay, you look like woof. Pants that didn't try hard enough. Now they're short. They're short. <laughs> I've always enjoyed like showing a little bit of like butt cheek in the back. Uh, the no, have you? That, like, have you? Can't you? Show butt cheek in the back without showing front Me cheek too. in the front. I was... Me too. I, I've always enjoyed a little bit showing a butt cheek in the back, but the problem with it is, is that you have to show a little cheek in the front. Stop it. Really worried about chafing, but oh, that yeah. didn't really happen. Well, you put some gold bond down there, you'll be fine. But I'm getting a lot of compliments. <laughs> And so I'm feeling pretty cute right now. I don't know. I'm feeling comfy. Are it's you? about 60 degrees outside in LA, and it's raining. So I decided to put this on some tights. Hmm. Well, I had to shave my legs for like the first time in four months. <laughs> and we appreciate it. Thank you. And after everyone looked, then they turned around. No, I, I, that pisses me off, that whole being mean to me thing. Nobody is mean. I'm sorry. You might run across a drunk guy once in a while, you know, that's out front of the Walmart. <laughs> and you cut down the hose. You might get that. You might get the drunk guy out in front of Target. You know, being mean to you, being mean to you, saying mean things like, oh, <laughs> don't go to the grocery section. You know, something like that. But in real life, no. No. I mean, we're telling our kids, don't look. Don't say anything. 
Mommy, look. Look at those. Look at that butt cheek in the front and the back. Don't say anything. Just keep going. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I think it's it's sexy because it, it's oh, do like you? N- not over the top boobage, but it's good boobage. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I honestly, like I, I don't mind it as long as I ignore everything happening in my southern hemisphere. It's pretty good. I always think about the inner tube around my middle and how it <laughs> looks to other people. Think about it. Are you really like looking at someone's problem areas all the time when you're hanging out with them? That's weird. Yeah. No one does that. This isn't what I want. She's to right though. Today. That's what I'm saying. Really? The joke is, of course we are. You look so good. I don't know if it's my, like, state of being right now. I think I look okay in it, but it's not something that I'm, like, overly excited to wear. Nothing should ever be this tight. It does not feel good. But it looks great. People say I look hot. I know. It does. Don't call me Kim Kardashian. That's what I'm saying. No, sorry, no. And not be out with, like, 12-year sorority sisters in Vegas. Right. All right. The one, what's her, I guess that's Sheridan. She she looks great. So what? She's 800,000 pounds. So what? She looks great. We're all. She looks great. The others have a real issue. The other, Christian, she, she's funny. She should be wearing that. That's all I'm saying. But we've all known people like her that dress like that. And it's okay. You don't, oh, that's Christian. That's Christian. Don't worry about it. Right? And she looks fine. She looks like she's I can't take the fat shaming. It's pissing me off. I'm supposed to feel bad. Because you made decisions in your life with your glandular problem that to be overweight. I'm sorry, no. No. Are we still on day two? Holy crap. The whole week of these fat people. Oh, oh good. Good Lord. Day four then. I remember going into the limited, the adult limited, because I was too big for limited. <laughs> and there was a dress that had black Stop and white. Stop this for a second. We're all too big for those. You know, when designers that make clothes, designers make clothes for skinny people. That's what they do. Okay. Design, Ralph Lauren extra large is about a regular fat guy small. Okay? It's just the way it is. Live with it. It's not shaming. It's just that Ralph Lauren says, I'm not making clothes for fat people. Okay, If you're my size 2X, then you're a big man. Other than that, go to the big and tall size. Okay, It's just not right. That's why I was thinking about this. You know what you don't see? Designer moo-moos. Now, when I was a little kid, there was a lady who lived across the street from us. Never saw her without a moo-moo on. She'd open the door to let her kid out of the let her kid run to school. You'd see her kind of step out of the garage when hubby came home. And, and never out of a moo-moo. And I thought <laughs> And my mom would say, Don't worry about it, just leave her be. And I went over there a couple times and hubby worked Someplace, but he also his second job. He had all these vending machines that he ran, and so in their basement was all this vending machine stuff. You know, the little plastic toys, the vending machine candy. Huh? You know there was an inventory issue when he was gone. You know there was. Honey, we had eight hundred and fifty-two chocolates. Now we only have five hundred. What happened? I don't know. 
Damn kids. I need a bigger momo. Horizontal stripes. And my mom was like, no. Like, you can't wear that. So I was yeah, like, no kidding. your dress. Oh, it was so soft. <laughs> and I kind of want to get it. You should get it. I, I it bought looks it like, fine. like last week. Oh Getting to reprogram myself was A, a miracle. And B, it really opened me up to more credit card debt in the future whenever I see something cute. <laughs> see, she's Normally, funny. She's I am right. not a very girly feminine yeah, no person kidding. so i decided to wear like this full on like lemons outfit i had a lot going on there Lemon? but i loved it i hate these pants i feel like they make me look huge actually look like a real you, but, leopard but you running are. through the jungle like my you, ass you is are. huge in them i think i put more into it than i thought i hate it I mean, the whole the lemon thing going on is, it's a summer, it's a summer look. It doesn't look bad. Christian, I will, no. And the whole leopard pants, uh, it does make you look huge, and guess what? Okay. Yeah. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. All right, we still got bikinis to get to. <laughs> no, I can't. Look, we're coming up with slogans for the new Jeffy Mumu. I can't take the plus size story anymore, okay? I got it. Uh, they broke all the fashion rules. They were wonderful. And, you know, Sheridan, Kristen, and Jasmine, thank you for your input, and thank you for your doing the week of shaming, and, and, and I lo- you know, thank you. Jasmine, you can go away. I don't even want to hear from you ever again. The rest of the others can come back around. But... We are working on the Jeffy Moomoo, the, the, the Jeffy design. Now, I'm guessing probably Moomoo is already, already. I can't use it, so i got to come up with something else. The ad campaign, you know, I'm working on that. Tired of the restriction of clothes. Tired of the restriction of pants. Jeffy. I wear Jeffy or nothing at all. Oh, wait, Kelvin did that. Um, so we got, we're working on that. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? Thanks for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Instagram at JeffyMRA, and Facebook Jeff Fisher. Radio coming up immediately following this broadcast, Lawrence Jones, then Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all the Saturday lineup here on the Blaze Radio Network. And Sunday, of course, you got David Barton, Bill Handel, Jackie Daly. I mean, really, let's think about it for a second. Should I listen to something else? No, uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, Monday through Friday, you've got uh, you know Doc in the morning, then you got that guy. Um, 
Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Chris Salcedo, Pat and Stu. Oh, yeah, don't forget about Michael Pelko. Oh, yeah, don't forget about Buck Sexton again with his premiere show. So, again, I ask, should you be listening to something else? Should you be listening to something else? No. It's real simple. You're welcome. All right, so many of you know I spent a lot of years in Florida. And, uh, I, you know, I love Florida. And I could live there again. Uh, and had I not just bought my Rolls Royce, uh, I would have, you know, I could think about getting a place in Florida. But I'm a little strapped for cash right now uh, with my, uh, you know, the money I spent on my Rolls, which was just under the, you know, by a few, a few tens of thousands of dollars for my Rolls, which wasn't a Rolls, that particular car. Yeah, it looks like one to me. But there's a lot of television shows created in Florida, and I love them. I forget, for instance, uh, the Netflix show Bloodline. That uh, was one that I, you know, big fan of. Uh, the the boozy show Glades or whatever it was. What was that? It was nice. It was on AMC or no? It wasn't on AMC. It was on A and E. You know, like that. So there's plenty, plenty of uh, movies and things going on in Florida that are worth it. And it was it was cool to have that industry in Florida. And then the great governor, uh, Rick Scott, uh, decided that, uh, you know what, we don't want to give tax benefits to the movie industry and the television industry for coming to Florida because uh, we give them tax benefits. It's just too darn good for the state is what it is. We want other states to do that and have the advantage of bringing in all that business um, and, uh, you know, being creative. We don't want that. Well, the other night, uh, Burt Reynolds was at an awards uh, program uh, down in, uh, I think, Fort Lauderdale. Um, And he was there. (laughs) Now, this is kind of sad, actually. He was there with Bertie Higgins, one of Florida's. Florida's own. Bertie was getting an award. I think he was being awarded like the Florida Orange Hall of Flame or whatever the hell they call it. And hopefully, and I know that he performed, so oh my gosh, you know he played his only hit. I mean, his one hit that everyone loves. And then they showed Burt Reynolds. Now, Burt's getting a little old. And I love Burt with all my heart. But he's, he's getting up there. Getting up there now, he uh, they did an interview with Bert and, and Birdie, and they also showed a photo of a of Rick Derringer. Can you remember the guitar player Rick Derringer? I don't know. My grandfather used to, you know, listen to him, so I mean, I know who he is. But I mean, he played with like Edgar Winter and, and all those guys uh, back in the I don't know what the hell they played together seventies, late sixties, something like that. Who knew he was still alive? A B. I guess he's living in Florida now, so he's sitting there. And he looks like, if you saw Bertie Higgins and Rick Derringer walk into a Walmart, you'd be saying, hey, hurry up. This is an express lane. That's, that's all you'd say to him, okay? You'd be saying, hey, is the loaf of bread hot? That's it. You wouldn't be saying, oh, my God, you're Rick Derringer. Are you Bertie Higgins? No, you would not. You would not. <laughs> you, you maybe. I'll give you maybe knowing Bertie. No way you know who Rick Derringer is. No way. I mean, you know, if Rick, Rick, but you know who I am? No, and not, neither does anyone else. So anyway, Bert was asked about, uh, you know, the movie industry 
uh, and you know what it was like for him uh, in Florida. Well, it, it, there's more more films should be shot here. It's not it's not Florida's fault because Florida's got everything. You know, it's it's the governor. What? The great, honorable governor from the state of Florida? Really? I remember I went in to see him, and I said, you know, we, we ought to be shooting more movies down here. And he said, why? I said, how did you get to be governor? <laughs> now, Bert calls the governor something here that I had never heard before. I may use it in the future. Even Bertie Higgins, Bertie Higgins said he may put it in a song. If that happens, then you will never hear me use it again. Although if we put it in a song, who would hear it? Anyway, the uh, Bertie, uh, just just joking, Bertie. I know, I know you live in Florida, and I love you. Okay. You think he bought that? Yeah. <laughs> so he called the governor a less than smart. He was dumber than a peach orchard sow. <laughs> I mean, even Bernie sitting next to him goes, what? He's dumber than a peach orchard sow. Well, play it again. We got to hear Bernie get it. I mean, He's dumber than a peach orchard sow. I'm telling you. <laughs> Everybody laughs, but nobody knows what the hell a peach orchard sow is. He's dumber than a peach orchard sow. Uh, what was that, Bert? He's dumber than a peach orchard sow. I'm telling you. <laughs> So there's your weekly research, okay, is uh, what is, how smart is, how dumb are peach orchard sows? Because Bert believes that the governor of the state of Florida is dumber than a peach orchard sow. I'm telling you. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love you, Bert. I do. God, quit hanging around Bertie Higgins and Rick Derringer, though, bro. Got to stop doing that. So speaking of Florida, ChuckInFlorida.com is on the uh, on the horn, and he uh, always brings us some fascinating stories from the great state of Florida because uh, many people in the state of Florida, not only the governor, are... He was dumber than a peach orchard sow. Here, wacky, insane. Chuck How are you? Greetings, Jeffy. How's things over there in the lovely state of Texas? Oh, fantastic! Thank you. Can we come shoot a film over there? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they're offering incentives in Texas. Come on, Florida, listen up. And Georgia. It. Yeah. And oh, is, don't get me started on Georgia. Is Louisiana still offering it? Or are they done? Uh, they're almost done. I, I think there are certain counties like in Florida that have uh, scrounged up a few measly bucks here and there. Right. And, you know, they, they just don't understand the amount of 10 times uh, refund or, or I should say return on investment from investing in films. It's just the most I could go a whole another hour on that. So don't get me started. Just really put out by it. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's. Uh... A well-known fact now that, uh, you know, the governor, along with many other people in Florida, are... He was dumber than a peach orchard sow. I'm telling you. So are, are you aware of what a, how smart or dumb a peach orchard sow is? If it's anything like the governor in the state of Florida, it's got to be pretty damn dumb. 
I'm just telling you, man, there's, there is a, uh, a, a very great correlation that the state of Georgia has proven yet again. Uh, the more you invest in local businesses that uh, – uh, I should say in, in out-of-state businesses that want to come to your state and film, the greater the return on your investment. Uh, at one point, uh, Georgia only had a $5 million investment. They were getting like a $15 million return. And so the governor says, hey, guess what? The math kind of does itself here. If we just give them a tax break up front, they're going to spend a lot more money in the state, and we're going to have a lot more people hired. And if we make our incentive program actually force them to hire like 60% of their crew and local staff, then that means we're going to put more people to work, and they're going to have to build like extra schools and more housing and even restaurants and gas stations because they build entire cities in Georgia now to support the film industry. But yet, Florida, yet again, gets dumped on. He was dumber than a peach orchard sow, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, that uh, for the great state of Florida's honorable governor. Thank you, Burt Reynolds. I swear to God, that, that man did more for film in the 70s. And if, if, I, uh, if I had gotten here 10 years earlier, I would have gone to um, FSU to, to his uh, duly named school of... Um, uh, cinematography there at FSU. I, 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 that was my dream as a child was to go to the Burt Reynolds School of Acting, which really became the FSU um, College of Motion Pictures. So, Chuck. Nonetheless, Chuck, we have stop, great stop, stories stop, from no, Florida no, no, because no, no, they're no, so no, stupid. No, 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 stop, 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 stop. There's a couple things we're going to talk about before we get to whatever stupid stories you have. <laughs> one yeah, your, is your show, sir. No, whatever, one, whatever you like. One, one is uh, it's nice to have you back in the echo chamber. Thank you. I don't know what room you're broadcasting from, but it sounds great, Chuck. I turned on the computer, okay, Skype so, updated itself again, and then all the settings. Oh, no, that's up. fine. Oh. Don't worry about it. I love the way we sound on this now. Second. Uh, first of all, I'm sad for you for not living your dream. Okay, well, I'm very I'm sad for you. I'm living it vicariously in my fifties now. I'm how? Uh, 50 this year. I mean, can we can we talk to Bert? Can we make your dream come true? Because I mean, children all over the world, let alone the country of the United States of America, have dreamed and still are dreaming of going to the <laughs> Burt Reynolds School of Cinematography. I mean, you can't. <laughs> you ask any kid across America today, what do you dream of? I'm dreaming of going to the Burt Reynolds School of Cinematography at SFSU. You, you know you love Smokey and the Bandit in the 70s just like the rest of us. That was the, one of the greatest movies I for can, our generation. Honestly, don't push your luck with me with that Our Generation crap. <laughs> I'll cut you off this show so damn fast. That Our Generation. And second, not once. While I do... Like Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. And there are several characters throughout that movie that are tremendous. And while I do like the Trans Am five-speed soundtrack with the Burt Reynolds driving the automatic, I love that. Right, right, Not that right. I noticed. Because, I mean, you wouldn't notice that unless you went to the Burt Reynolds School of Cinematography. <laughs> uh, is that, use the, use the soundtrack of the five-speed. Use that the... Was... Oh. <laughs> The Burt Reynolds School of Cinematography never existed. It was something that I guess he put his money into FSU and helped them build the actual 
College of Motion Picture Arts in Tallahassee, which is phenomenal oh, of for filmmakers. Of course, you know, of and course, it's, it's an accredited Chuck, school, so you know, Burt Reynolds School of Acting or Cinematography, or whatever. That was just something that he dreamed up to try to build more business. Oh, the course. Florida never came to fruition. Of so. course, Van, are you testy? No, I'm and just you're I'm testy. I'm upset about Florida. You're upset because I'm making fun of your little Burt Reynolds School of Cinematography. I'm sorry, okay? I'm not yeah, really no, sorry. No, it's, I'm it's, not really not sorry. sorry because you're the one that's not living your dreams, pal. You're the one that said to me, if it had been 10 years earlier, make your dream come true today. Okay, it do 14, it today, man. Chuck. Give me a break. <laughs> do it today, Chuck. I'm doing it. I, I actually had to leave the state last month to work on a picture because there's no films in Florida. I mean, zero. They're pulling out all of the TV shows, all of the uh, the the. I mean, you you know the sad story about Tampa losing uh, a film that um, uh, Ben Affleck was working on and and actually recreated an entire. Good for city Tampa. Street. Yeah, right. Good for Tampa. <laughs> Get Ben Affleck the heck out of there. Yeah, well, I, it wasn't a great movie anyway. Oh, I know. It was a movie. That's right. It was still a film. Now, <laughs> yeah, Ben Affleck, yeah. I believe, actually may have gone to the Burt Reynolds School of Cinematography, but go ahead. Yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been an improvement. <laughs> uh, He's yes. not one of my favorites. Sorry. I didn't even like him in Batman. That was not, just not a very good film. Uh, no kidding. He, he didn't make a very good Batman, I'm no, afraid. No, he did not. And yeah. it was good that they finally got along, though, because they both had a mom with the same name. But hey, what a Martha. Um <laughs> I, Chuck, I, I don't even want to hear your stupid stories now. I'm sad because you didn't get an opportunity to go to the Burt Reynolds oh, no, School of Cinematography. Oh, no, I've made how much are you better living? use of how my are you time. I'm, I'm doing so much better now. I, I, I just live my, my dreams a little late like the rest of us. That, are you, uh, are you, don't, approach see, there you go. There you go. You're, on, you're, you're, we're, we're clo- you're close to being cut off. <laughs> you're close to being cut off with this generation stuff. Okay? I want, no, I'm I forcing you. I want you to of. live your dreams. I, I do every day, Jeffy, and especially Saturday mornings when I get to talk to you. Thanks so moving for, on. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling ChuckInFlorida.com. <laughs> Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Intruder arrested near entrance to the White House, says source on CNN. I'd tell you what more is to the story, but I can't because I don't want to enable the flash on CNN Go! I would just like to read the story when I go to the website, please. Speaking of the White House. What the heck? Why are we giving Why are we giving our man a hard time for firing this, these... Attorney, so what? Right? We'll talk about it. But I just want you to know there was an intruder. I guess he's been. I guess he's been arrested, but I wouldn't know since I can't get to the story because I haven't enabled the flash on CNN. Go! This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear.
Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. That I get you wrong. Um, okay. All right. So the White House breach was last night. All right. I didn't. And, and first of all, CNN, I didn't enable your darn flash. Okay. I, your CNN go. Okay. You're not. I, I may do it in the future, but right now I'm mad at you. All right. So. 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 Yeah, not doing it. Okay. <laughs> so the intruder with a backpack arrested last night after breaching security at the White House complex. Now, don't we have armed guards on top of the White House? Haven't we spent another few eight gazillion dollars on extending the height of the fence around the White House? Don't we have like landmines placed all over the White House? We've got dogs that fly over the landmines so they don't get blown up, but they attack people. We have all this. And yet the Secret Service officer by the south entrance stumbles upon a guy with a backpack that doesn't belong. Oh, hey. Goes out for a smoke and there's a guy with a backpack there. Whoa, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. We're going to arrest you. I mean, isn't there some kind of there motion lights? I mean, I've got a motion light on my garage. A cat walks by, the thing goes on. This guy jumps the fence and gets to the White House? There's a problem. That's a problem. That's a serious problem. I mean, the safety of the president and his family is at, at hand. That's a problem. And, you know, whether you, I go back, harken back to the Barack Obama days and the uh, breaches of the White House. Uh, that's still a problem. All right. These people are our president. I mean, they're the leader of the free world. Well, at least, okay, they're the leader of the United States. And, uh, I mean, that's a problem. That needs to be, that needs to be addressed. I thought we already addressed cleaning house at the, at the Secret Service and the CIA, but I guess not. Not the CIA, Secret Service. I guess they're still, you know, <laughs> doing rails on hookers' stomachs or something. I don't know. I mean, they're doing body shots. Oh, is that a guy in a backpack? Just a minute. Let me get this. Let me hit this. Let me hit this bump. I mean, come on. That's a problem. That needs to be addressed. And some would say, if Donald really wanted to set an example, I'd drag that guy right out in front of the White House, man. Put the, turn the cameras on. <laughs> turn the cameras on. Just shoot him. This man tried to get into my home. Boom. And walk away. Ah! Oh. No way. That's what dictators do. No, I don't want him to do that. No, I don't want him to do that. But it'd be fantastic YouTube footage. <laughs> right there with his backpack on and everything. Just drag him out, turn on the lights. You guys got the cameras rolling? This man breached my, breached the White House. Boom. Walk away. Just drop the gun and walk away. <laughs> ah. uh, Donald J. Trump. All right, so 
We'll go back to the Department of Justice for a moment as we're on to the Trump thing. Um, okay, so we told some attorneys that were appointed their job is no more, get out. And they're mad because they didn't get, he didn't give us any warning. When we found out about it, some of us just got the memo. Some of us heard about it on TV. Some of us just heard about it. We are so darn hurt. Okay, you should have known. If you're an Obama appointee, A, why didn't you leave? Oh, wait, I know why. Because you're a little mole weaseling your way around. Can you be a mole and a weasel? And, uh, uh, yeah, you can be a mole weaseling around. And tough. That's my answer. That should have been that should have been uh, Donald Trump's answer too. Tough. Uh, why are they still there? Why are they still there? I mean, the Attorney General has been in. He's. Our, I know he's. I know he stepped into a firestorm from the very beginning. But bye. As soon as I mean Trump, bye. They made a big deal about the ambassadors. Why wasn't it the you know these uh, federal attorneys? Bye. Have a nice day. Get out. Oh, and uh, the backpack and everything with stuff in it? Yeah, no. Oh, and uh, the federal cell phone you've been using? Yeah, no. Bye. Here's your check. Good luck, God bless. They're probably needing some help in Chicago. Bye. Seriously, that's agonizing. All right. I want to go back to my Rolls Royce story because I'm still struggling with what I should do. (laughs) I'm still struggling with whether I should, you know, push my Darum, Darum at the uh, car dealership auto nation. I'm, why do I keep slipping that? And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just one of the, you know, franchises of AutoNation. It's not the entire AutoNation or anything. I mean, it's not like one company has, a, has one name over all these car dealerships like AutoNation. Oh, wait, they do. Wait, they do. Huh. Weird. Anyway, the uh, and I got it. I went through the entire story. You can go back to the podcast unless I went through the whole entire story of what happened. I know. And it's not apparently the... Inter- the paper away. The intermediate drive shaft coupler is not a safety issue. I got it. So since it's not a safety issue, and you know, I bought a look. I bought a used Rolls Royce. Shoot me, okay? I didn't get a new one. I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford a brand new Rolls. Well, this was in pretty good shape. You know, they knocked off a couple of bucks. Because it was used. They did a little bit of work on it. I guess the work they did on it was just because it was a safety issue. Don't worry about that drive shaft. That's just an intermediate coupler that's worn out and will make noise under the dash and hood every time you start it and drive down the road. Nobody will notice that. Don't worry about that. So I'm still in my five-day window of able to, I'm supposed to be able to, according to this, what they told me when I bought it, right? Five days. Five days with uh, 
with the the used, you know, as is thing, whatever it is. I got five days. I can decide whether I want it or not, or I just bring it back. And the deal's off. Do I push it? Do I pull it there after work today? Just pull pull in and say, you know what? If you guys aren't going to fix this, I don't want it. Take it back. Deal's off. I got to be willing to walk away, right? I mean, you have to be willing to walk away. And I don't know that I am because I like, I mean, I like the roles. Okay, I like the roles. It's nice. When you see it, when you see me on the road, you won't be able to tell it's a Rolls because it looks different than a Rolls Royce to some people. You know. This particular Rolls General Motors made. <laughs> and this particular Rolls was a few tens of thousands of dollars cheaper. But to me, man, does it look like a Rolls. <laughs> So bad. I want to dare him. So I'm so mad at myself for questioning this. I, I'm really mad at myself for questioning this because I want to. That's only, look, if it was a lot of money, not the car, but the, what needs to be fixed? If it was a lot of money, you know, then I would, have, would not have a problem pulling it back in and saying, just take it. I'm not going to, you know, I'll go find another car. Because the car that I don't have anymore, which they gave me a trade-in value of, of dirt, by the way, I could have sold it to the illegals down the street for more than they gave me for it. Why didn't you? Because I just didn't, okay? Get off me. That's gone, right? You're not getting that back. They're saying, even if, I I wonder if I do get it back. I wonder if they have to hold it for five days. Because if I go in and say the deal's off, that was part of the deal, right? I mean, the trade was part of the deal. So if I say this deal is off, do I get my I, do I get my deposit? Do I get my down payment back and my car that isn't really illegal to drive on the road? <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll give you Auto Nation tickets, the bonus tickets. You can use those for anything we have in the. Uh, nation nation so i don't know i'm still i'm sorry that i've just hung up on this okay i apologize i do i apologize i do i just can't get it out of my head okay i just can't get it out of my head i see where uh the tsa is implementing new pat down screening procedures Come fly with me, come fly, come fly away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're telling people, they've alerted police departments that they're going to upgrade their screening process to be prepared for more inquiries from unhappy people. Just go through the scanner. We all want to fly. No, we don't want to be touched, usually, by her or him. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I got it. But, now someone uh, tweeted me uh, last night, uh, at Jeffy MRA, that uh, actually uh, was a pretty good idea. 
and I'm thinking about attempting it. If selected for comprehensive TSA screening, can you self-identify as a female to request a female screener? That's genius right there. Genius. I am identifying as a woman right now. Don't you dare touch me. Yeah, but then, you know, obviously they're going to then you think you're going to slow down the whole process, right? They put the red lights on the on the on the machines, everything's I mean, they shut everything down and you'll be there forever and you'll miss your flight. Yes, you can self-identify as a woman today, but we won't be able to screen you until Thursday. So you'll miss your flight. And uh and then you're you're done. Right, so I mean, it's funny, and it'd be a nice try. I hope someone does it. I, I, I'm actually kind of thinking about doing it. It'd be funny, right? Right? <laughs> now, and they might do that. That's that's a good point. Did you say that on the air? No, you, you, I'm telling you, that's not a bad. That's what they're going to do. They're going to go. We have a we have we have a trans agent down on gate three. We'll bring. Him, her down. And they'll take care of it for you, okay? Don't worry about it. So that's what's going to happen. Yep, that's what they're going to do. And you'll still miss your flight because uh, him, her will be busy down on gate four and you're on gate 12. Him, her, we need needed at gate 12. Him, her, needed at gate 12. Him, her, needed at gate 12 for a pat down. And you'll be left standing there with your thumb where they're going to put it later. And uh, <laughs> whereas there's a doing good, there it is. I want to talk about a doing good story at an airport, because it is possible to do good at the airport. Right? So this guy uh, goes to the airport, taking his daughter. They're going on a trip. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you the story as, as it's told. As a heartwarming story. And then I'll tell you how I look at it. Okay, so it's a heartwarming story. A picture of a woman buying a ticket at an airline counter has gone viral. Photo caption tells the story of a father who was checking in for a flight with his two-year-old daughter when he found out that his daughter's ticket would not be free. Oh, no. Oh, no. Everyone has to pay for their tickets uh, when their children are over two. Gentleman was checking his flight when the agent asked how old his daughter was. He said she had recently turned two. Dumb. Oh, I'm supposed to wait. Oh, wait. I'm supposed to wait before I tell you. Uh, the agent then asked if she had a ticket. Uh, the man was confused because he was under the impression she could ride for free. When you're under two. Oh, I'm supposed to stop. Wait, I'm, I'm supposed to wait until we get through the heartwarming part. Um so the man was overwhelmed with emotion and crying because of the high cost of the second ticket for his young daughter. He stepped aside to make a few calls, hugging his daughter and grabbing his head. You could tell he was heartbroken. Suddenly, a stranger approaches the emotional father. After talking for just a bit, she went to the ticket counter, pointed at the young girl and said, I want to buy her a ticket. The agent, shocked, asked, you're aware that the last-minute ticket on the flight would be $749? Unfazed. The woman pulled out her credit card and paid in full price. 
The agent kept talking about her goosebumps while the man hugged the woman and asked for her name to repay. The woman just kept saying, don't worry about it. She knew she wanted to help that man and his daughter no matter what the cost. The story was posted on social media sites, Love What Matters. Ugh. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to wait. The site collects submissions recounting strangers' act of kindness and love. The post ends asking people to share the story so the woman's act of kindness would be known to more people than just those in the situation. <sighs> Thank you. As of yesterday, the story was more than 165,000 likes, 32,000 shares, hundreds of comments. One user wrote that she knows the woman in the picture. I won't share who this lady is, but I do know her. I know her family, kids and grandkids get together frequently to discuss how they can use the abundance and blessings they get to serve and give back to others. She is an inspiration every time I see her and is constantly giving freely. She is so full of love for everyone and does what is needed without being asked. Bless her. Bless her. A couple things. A, okay, you know they tell you that your kid has to be under two for free, okay? You know that. So when asked at the counter, yes, lie. Yes. How old is your daughter? One and a half. I did that last year. They didn't buy it. My daughter goes, Danny, I'm eight. Well, I mean, I gave it a shot, right? Second. I got to say this now. <laughs> Secondly, uh, that's a good con on that lady. Okay, you crying and holding your head and making a couple of pretend phone calls, hoping that somebody at the airport is going to foot the bill, let alone for an airline that's ripping you off for 750 bucks. Is that an auto nation plane? I mean, oh, I mean, come on. We're sorry, your child cannot fly today. She doesn't have a ticket. You answered the question incorrectly. That'll be $749. Really? Really? Did I say she was two? I meant one and a half. She's going to be two. Her birthday's tomorrow. Something. I mean, well, you're two, aren't you? Tomorrow. I mean, come on. They're going to let you on the flight. I mean, if you're, like, she's two. When I booked the flight, she wasn't two. Okay, dummy. Then know that going in. And he's crying and holding his head at the airport. How many of you, raise your hands, and I know this lady, God bless her, for helping the guy out with his daughter flying, and she's probably a wonderful person and doing wonderful things. It says so on a Facebook post. But you've been caught. How many of you walking in an airport? Think of yourself, right? You're already look at the TSA line thinking the rubber gloves are being snapped on for you. You're thinking for sure. Whether you go and now it's whether you go through the machine or not. They can push you through the machine. And uh it's it's 
you're there. That's it. Doesn't matter. They still you've been selected for comprehensive screening. How many of you see the guy crying and go? Sucks to be him. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. I'm just thinking about the TSA and pat downs and wanding and everything. Hey, okay, I know that we're not supposed to profile, but how about we profile? Right? I mean, it's kind of common sense. When I see, and I was, uh, there have been a couple times where I've, I've been held back at the TSA line uh, by people that I was traveling with. Um, once in a while, I like to speak up. Once in a while, I like to say things. <laughs> you know, one thing leads to another, and you know, I just is. Some people don't get my humor. Other times, it's not humorous. I'm just like, "What are you doing, you idiot?" And so, when I see a TSA person stop a little girl between the ages of I don't know nine and twelve, and a person who could go, could be the double to Muhammad Atta going through the other line and they're stopping the 12-year-old, that's stupid. Okay? That's stupid. Now, if you say something, that's not where they want you to say, see something, say something. They want that someplace else. They don't want it at the TSA line. Because I was seriously like, are you kidding me? And everybody turned around and my and uh, the guy I'm flying with grabs my arm and looks at me like, shut up. I mean, he's literally squeezing, shut up. And I mean, everybody turned around. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Shut up. Shut up. And so I never finished. I never finished my, why are you checking that girl when the lookalike to Muhammad Atta is going through the other line? With no one asking a second question. Just whoop, onto the plane. But you're messing with this 12-year-old girl. Are you dumb? Shut up. I never got to that. All I got to was, are you kidding me? And when I never finished after that other people, they just turned back around. In my head, screaming. But all I hear is my friend squeezing my arm going, shut up, shut up. So I just go. I just, I, I just want to go through the scanner. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Um, look, I'm 800 pounds. I got a knee replacement. Just put me through the x-ray machine. Okay. Once in a while, something happens where they go, we have to scan you. They scan my knee or they scan my butt. 
because something wasn't right, and then I'm gone. I don't have to mess around. I'm happy. I put my arms up. Okay. Look, if the lady at the TSA window or the guy, either one, wants to take my x-ray and save it and go home and pleasure themselves to my x-ray, have at it. Have at it. I'm all yours. Okay? You're welcome. All right? Because I don't want to be, <laughs> I just get, I want to get on my plane. Okay? I want to just get on my flight. That's all I want. That's all I want. All I want. All right, we've got a great NFL story about players suing the NFL. It's a class action lawsuit. I don't know that I have time to get into it. It's such a great story. You know, I should just do a separate Facebook Live or another separate podcast on this NFL abuse story of painkillers and other drugs. It's a great story. It's talking about the NFL, you know, crossing state lines and uh, claiming that they're uh, uh, prescribing and brokering drugs, you know, illegally uh, to their players. Some players are suing them class action for saying, you know, the they you know allowed them to abuse uh, different painkillers and stuff. Yeah, you were the one saying I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I want to play, and now you're mad at them for giving you something so that you didn't feel the pain and you could play. No, no, honey, no, baby. Go back into your room. Go back into your room until you've thought this through, and then you can come out. And we'll talk again. I mean, it's absolutely agonizing. Now, some of the things that, see, I'm getting into it. It's going to be, it's a long story, and it's fascinating about how uh, they cross jurisdictional lines and how the NFL is, has really, uh, you know, tried to get laws changed and uh, really got together and had uh, new, had doctors uh, specifically for the away teams from local markets so that they could prescribe and give the drugs, you know, at, at, during the games that the teams were away. Really? Come on. That's just, I mean, it's, it's government regulation at its finest, really. And to think that now, kind of like the concussion thing, um, in, it, it really irritates me. That let's say, as an example, let's say a year from now we find out that this little foam pad over the microphone I'm talking into uh, causes lip cancer. Okay? Because my lip touches it. Don't tell Lawrence. And now, I may, I may think about a joining some sort of class action lawsuit against the foam company. I got to rethink my analogy a little bit because I would sue the hell out of this place. (laughs) I have to come up with a better analogy because if this foam causes lip cancer, this place is going under. All right. It's going to be the Jeffy studios. I'm not going to be having to make designer moo-moos. Okay. It's going to be Mercury Jeffy studios. So you better hope this doesn't cause cancer, Mr. Beck. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'll do a special Facebook Live uh, after the show with Brad. Brad's always, we got to do a Facebook Live. You got any, got any stories? What am I? 
All right, whatever, Brad. You know, I'm here for you. Your little Facebook thing. But we'll do the story on the NFL uh, on the Facebook Live. My uh, Another favorite story that I saw that was so... Well, it was just fascinating because, I, first of all, I love trains. And anytime you see train accidents or train... I mean, I, I, life in the train age, man. I love them. I always have. I always wanted to be a conductor. I always wanted to go to the Burt Reynolds School of Train Conducting. And but I didn't. I'm not living my dream. So I'm just. A, I, I know. I know. Listen. Don't don't feel sorry for me. It's okay. I'm living my dream in other ways. But a train collides with a charter bus, which is horrible, right? I mean, unknown deaths. Spokesman. Um, the uh, uh, they talk about the story and the bus was on the tracks and there was a guy that was helping people get out of the bus because it was stalled and it was it was great and uh, talked about uh, the people on the bus. And uh, it talked about how you know bad the train hit the bus, but there was actually the line that talked about the uh, the train engineers were not injured. And I thought, is that really part of the story? I mean, does anyone think that the train engineer would be is are going to be injured in a wreck? No, train hits car. Engineer's fine. Yeah, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. The train engine stays there. The vehicles in front of the train move. The engineer is pissed because he's got to get out. This is so stupid. And we also have, um, oh, my zoo story. We'll we'll just get some stories rather because we're coming up on the end of the day. And the only only thing I want to talk about is the NFL drugs and whether I should bluff my way at the dealership of AutoNation with my car. It's the only thing. only thing I care about right now. And I do care that you say some... Uh, have some prayers and some nice thoughts for Dom Theodore and his wife, Jen, who I told you at the beginning of the show. Uh, Dom Theodore is the head of Blaze Radio and also oversees a little bit of uh, the Glenn Beck radio program as far as, uh, you know, dealings with Premier, that kind of thing, and uh, and fill-in host. And he's also, you know, well-known in the radio industry. And, uh, as you know, and... and he, they were in an accident last night, head-on collision. Uh, Jen is um, as okay as she can be with, uh, you know, bumps and bruises. And uh, Dom Theodore was uh, in the rider's seat, was not driving. They were not intoxicated. Uh, they were not. I don't know about the driver that hit them head-on. Uh, and he went to one surgery last night at about 1 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it looked as though they were going to have to do another one. Um, so just have a nice thought for them today as you're doing your travels and, uh, know that, uh, when you hear the, you never think about it when you hear the stories of, uh, in just a split second, you know, my mom always used to, it happens so fast, just a split second. One minute you're driving down the road, and the next minute you're slammed up against the embankment. And I, you know, I, I'm not being funny. That's the way it happens. And so, just you know, have a nice thought and a prayer for them today, and hug your own kids. Give them a hug. They know that, so that they know you love them, and uh, know that uh, <laughs> my mother was right. <laughs> Wow, my mom was right. (laughs) You got me, Mom. Okay, this time you were right. You were right. 
You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. This is The Jeff Fisher Show. Tired of the way you've been restricted by pants? Moo-moos by Jeffy. I'm telling you, I we are doing that. I want my designer moo-moos bad. Are you wearing a Jeffy? Yes. I've never been as comfortable as I've been in 30 years since I got my Jeffy. I am in love with that. I want that to happen immediately. Now, you can go to jeffyfisher.com, J-E-F-F-Y-F-I-S-H-E-R.com and get uh, my Talking Walking Dead t-shirts that uh, match up, uh, you know, talk about the Talking Walking Dead uh, every week on our podcast, Talking Walking Dead on the Blaze Radio Network under the Jeff Fisher Show. But, uh, man, we have got to, I mean, 1791, whatever, Gucci, whatever. Ralph Lauren, big time whatever, Jeffy. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you wearing Jeffy? Yes. I'll tell you, I was so so tired of being restricted by pants and tight shirts. That's why I got Jeffy. Because Moomoo's probably already gone, right? Moomoo's done. You're not going to be able to use Moomoo without them saying, you owe us millions of dollars for even speaking the words Moomoo. So it's just got to be Jeffy. But you know when you're wearing a Jeffy, (laughs) you got a little bit of material hanging off you. Okay. (laughs) All right, so it's St. Patrick's Day, right? Today is St. Patrick's Day. Is that right? Is today same? Yeah, they're celebrating. I know that Dallas has got their parade, and they shut down downtown, and everybody wears their little green thing. So have fun. Go get drunk and eat your green food and drink your green beer. What is it they always drink that I just hate? Cabbage? Is it cabbage? Is it St. Patty's Day? They have corned beef and cabbage. Oh, yeah, can, corned beef and hat. Oh, God. Oh, nasty. I do not. Oh, oof. Oof. Man, do I not want that. Anyway, I see the giraffe cam. You know, we talked to, I love zoos, man. Zoos are a little pet peeve of mine that I love. People don't like them. I like them. So they've got the big giraffe cam. This new giraffe is, uh, this giraffe is ready to have a kid here soon. Well, the giraffe is actually going to have a baby giraffe, not a kid. But uh, they've got the cam on it. And uh, you know how we talked to the orangutan in the, uh, in the zoo here in Texas that had the little baby. So, um, They've got the cam on the draft. What is going to start happening, though? It happened in France. It's happened in Venezuela. But the poachers came into the zoo, killed the white rhino, shot the rhino in the head, sawed off the horns, and took off. I mean, the rhino horn dust is worth like thousands of dollars an ounce. It's supposed to be an aphrodisiac. Honey. Have you taken your white rhino horn dust yet? No, not yet, but 
Wait till it kicks in. Come on. Stop it. That's got to be a Southeast Asia thing. Oh, yep. It sure is. So it's probably, you know, unless you unless you have it verified, you don't know that, that white rhino horn powder dust that you're purchasing might be fake. It might be fake. You never know. And we have uh, we have time change. Time change weekend. Don't forget to turn your stupid clocks ahead. You, you know the ones that you don't that aren't digital. Your cell phone will do it by itself. You're gonna have to do your microwave. You're gonna have to do your coffee maker. Everything else will be done. And if you have you know 100 watches, make sure they're all done by 2 a.m. on Sunday morning. Otherwise, the police will come and arrest you for not having your clock set right. Got it? Okay. We'll do a Facebook Live on the NFL, and I'll let you know next week what happened. On my, you can follow me on Twitter, and I'll let you know what happened if I go up against the great auto world. Dare them to fix my car! This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.